You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here. Still breathing the wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You can pick it up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. It's a great book to read. I think you'll enjoy it. Also, PSA, holy shit, they deleted 25 of you off of Subscribestar on May 1st. It just happened May 2nd, May 1st, something there. Um, they deleted you guys because your cards were expired, 25 people. So if you think you're supporting the show over at subscribestar.com forward slash the Dilly Show, I got bad news. Uh, you more than likely just had your shit deleted. Um, so if you guys still want to support the show, you love it, and you're like, hey, I want to keep seeing this and uh, I want to see it grow and improve, well, go to subscribestar.com forward slash the Dilly Show and check to confirm that your subscription is is still active. If you uh, don't like watching the show, but you want to be able to listen to it while you're on the road, the best place to do that is bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. This will allow you to download the podcast so you can take it with you wherever you go. Bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. Check that out today. Good morning, everybody. Hi. Happy hump day, everyone. Crazy things afoot. Crazy things. It's wild. Absolutely fucking wild. Gotta blow your minds. I got some shit. I'm gonna blow your mind about the internet and about what's happening. Also, I didn't put this in the title. I probably should have. And I didn't grab the video. I probably should have. I think, I think Elon Musk is gonna give us Periscope back. What? I think Elon is going to give us Periscope back now. It sounds like Elon wants to get rid of the hearts, which is a little disappointing. Everybody loves the hearts. But I think he's going to give us Periscope back. He was playing with it last night. And uh, that would be hilarious. Um, he, he, he went live last night with the old 2015 Periscope. Uh, 2015 Periscope... Uh, uh, tech and it was hilarious because it was all pixelated it looks like shit but it worked and he was like i think he might bring it back and if he brings it back holy shit uh we will go to the moon um we'll see i fucking <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it last night i was like oh my god did i watch the video i couldn't stop laughing because he's laughing at how bad the uh the how pixelated that the you know the view is because it's like 480 super low res but if he fixes the resolution and actually implements it we might end up back on periscope which is a my god elon musk what we didn't even realize is he was inventing a real life uh social media time machine like it's so funny the deeper he digs the more he realizes i don't really need to fix much around here i just need to take it back to how it used to be and it'll be fixed so we'll see we will see but that's a pretty cool thing i, I was excited about it but um Lots to talk about today. I got to talk about World War III because these idiots over in uh, Eastern Europe are going to try and drag us into a conflict. You can see it coming a million miles away. 
So we'll, we're going to talk about that on today's broadcast. President Donald J. Trump also has a solution for higher education, which, as you know, most of you probably are in the same boat as I am as a parent whose daughter's about to graduate high school in less than a month and uh, a guy who's got another child about to graduate in 2025. Um, I can tell you that college is out, out of the question at this juncture. It's a waste of money. I don't want my children going and getting indoctrinated. However, if Donald Trump gets back into office, there may be hope for higher education. So kind of a cool thing. I think we should all be very, we should be very excited about that. And uh, I'll play that video today. We're going to talk about President Trump's solution to higher education. Uh, we've also got some incredible things talking on social media. Uh, we're going to talk about, I'll, I'm going to reframe things because I want you guys to have a proper respect for what we're seeing sometimes. And it's pretty funny. Uh, I'll explain. I'm being, I'm being a little cagey on purpose. Like, ah, I don't want to tell you. I don't come out and tell you. But it'll be there at the beginning of Dilly in the Wild. So you guys will enjoy it. I also have a ton of memes because for some reason yesterday I thought I grabbed more memes than I did. And they did not upload correctly. But today I got them. So we got some good stuff we're going to play. Shout out to J. Scott Memes for the opener meme. That was really excellent. Great job. And uh, we also got a... a uh, yeah, we got some fun stuff that we're going to play for you guys today. So it'll be a good show. How you guys doing? You go, you're doing good. All right, let's do let, right out the gate. Fucking homework. Fuck you. Homework. All right. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what love is. All right. I want to know. Uh, I want to know. Does anybody know what the current subscription uh, numbers are to Playboy? Hmm? Anybody? Does anybody know, like, not 50 years ago or 20 years ago when it peak, not, not prime Playboy. I want to know, like, current Playboy circulation, what are we at? Half a million? A million? Hmm? Do we at, where are we at? Could somebody just do a little, do a little fucking uh, homework for me here? Yeah, it's not a joke. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up something, okay? I'm setting something up. What are we at? What's the Playboy current subscription? I mean, it's got to be about, I think it's probably about a half a million. Yeah, they, they do almost exclusively online now. I think they're an online publication. But what do you guys think? 250,000? Does anybody have a number? Does anybody have a number? We should ask magical producer Trevor. Does he, has he got a number? See, Trevor, this is why we need you, like, the Dilly Show needs to expand. At some point, it needs to look like this. It needs... Me hosting. I need Trev producing in the in the side so he can grab all the videos and in data we need in real time. And then I probably need the California in studio so that we could go to music and stuff. And then what we do is you get that a going and then you expand by an hour. You now you got a three hour broadcast and my voice isn't fucking hamburger meat by the end of the week. You feel me? Two hundred thousand in two uh twenty eighteen from one point two million five years earlier. Okay. Okay, there you go. All right, so 1.2 million in 2018, right? All right. Okay, that's fine. Let's just go there. Let's just go there. And that actually is perfect. Playboy in 2018, 1.2 million people that would, you know, you could flip through those pages. And if you were a lady and you got naked and took pictures of yourself, 1.2 million Right? It's 200,000 in 2018. This is after it cratered after five years, right? So we're going back to like early, what, 2013, 2012, somewhere around there. 
1.2 million in circulation. All right. You'll see where I'm going with this. 1.2 million. Everybody keep the number in your mind. 1.2 million. And if you were a woman who aspired to get naked in magazines, Playboy was like the pinnacle, right? Unless you're like into the hardcore shit where you're like, man, like opening your shit up for like Hustler. But that's not what we're talking about. Okay? We're talking about classy ladies. Classy ladies that go and fucking get butt naked for Playboy. Okay? Not those bitches over at Hustler. All right. Now, the reason I bring this to your attention is those ladies would say, oh my God, I'm famous, right? Because you'd be naked in a magazine where 1.2 million you know, people who are getting the allocation, they would look and go, oh my God, like, oh, look at this naked girl. A million people just saw me naked. You understand? Right? It was a big deal. I'm fucking famous. Everybody saw my cooter. 1.2 million people saw my cooter uh, and the Playboy. Now, why is that number relevant? Well, we'll come back to it. This was like, uh, this is peak attention whoring back in the day, right? And there had a, there was a paywall, you know, via Playboy to get into it. Like, I want to see this hot chick. Okay. Fast forward to Monday. Fast forward to Monday. This hot chick, I know, otherwise known as my wife, <laughs> decides to post a fucking picture. You don't even got cooter in this one. You don't even got nips. I mean, almost nips, but not quite. You got no nips. You got no cooter. You just got a pretty face and some cleavage. And uh, and the internet's like, oh, my God. <laughs> fake tits. Fake tits. Fake face. Fake nose. Fake ears. Fake fucking lips. Right? So why does this matter? Well, because Randy didn't realize it, but she just was in Playboy. <laughs> 1.2 million views. Of a fucking Monday morning selfie. And this is how it works, see? This is, I'm trying to put everything into perspective so you all understand the power of the internet these days, okay? So, you guys, your very own uh, Randy did the Playboy spread with uh, totally clothed in, uh, on Monday. And today, she's got 1.2 million fucking simps offering to drink her urine. And I wish I was joking, but... Not a joke. Uh, the internet's a disgusting place. And if you want to remain pure, do not go read the comments under my wife's photo where 1.2 million people responded. So that's what you don't want. And yes, I know Randy probably is taking exception with the fact that I keep referencing Playboy when in fact uh, she used to work for Hustler. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. So yes, Larry Flint would be very proud and, uh, and that would be a big deal. But yes, they, we have been, uh, she's been inundated with lots of pee play. <laughs> lots of pee play. It's the internet, right? This is like what you're doing. So you're like, fuck. Yep. You just got to laugh. You got to laugh. But yes. Yeah. Larry Flint's like, wait a minute. I know her. Looking down or up, depending on how you feel about Larry Flint. But I uh, thought that was pretty funny, you guys. <laughs> I was like, 1.2 million fucking people. Holy shit. That's a lot of nerds. Yeah, that's a lot of nerds. Yeah. Dilly's right to show. I do whatever the fuck I want. That's I think that's what people forget. Like I do whatever I want. It never occurs to me like is the audience going to like this? Like is the audience going to like that? I don't give a fuck. Like I've been showing off my wife since I met her. Like literally, that's not a joke. Uh within a week, Randy could tell you within 2 weeks of knowing her, less than 2 weeks, it might have been a week and a half. 
I was already writing uh, very romantic, sexy stories about her on Instagram, complete with a lingerie photo of her. I don't give a fuck. I'm like, yep, look how hot this chick is. She loves me. And, uh, and it's never stopped. It's been almost 10 years. So, yeah, I'm just very proud of her. So I show her off. Yeah, you show off. You show off. And you, you got one half of the 20s there, right? You got one half of the 20s there. And you show off. And you say, look at these beautiful, wonderful creatures. We're so blessed to be around. It's like a sales pitch for being an alpha male who's also, you know, considerate. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's half the reason. Half the reason I do shit that I do, I'm like, it's a sales pitch to try and get people to buy in to a different way of thinking and living because you can have incredible results in life. Like, that's really what it is. Especially now that the audience is getting younger and younger, you're making that sales pitch. Like, hey, you want a fucking beautiful, loyal wife? Let me show you how to do it. You don't act like these pussies over here. You do it like this, and you have good sense of humor, and you make people laugh, and you say sorry when it's relevant, and you fucking bury your enemies, and you show absolutely zero fucking remorse when you fucking end those cunts. You understand? That's yeah, a kid's show. That's yeah, just what you do. And so when I, when I decide to pull out, yeah, I don't, I don't show, you guys never seen a picture of me fucking showing you a watch, have you? But you sure as fuck have seen me show off uh, Randy and Tiff all the time. They're all like hanging out. <laughs> High five. Oh, we're so pretty and shit. Look at us. Um, yeah, you make sure you, you show the stuff that really matters in life. So uh, anyway, good job, Randy, with basically being attention whore of the week. Good job, honey. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't mean to. She thought she was trolling and woke up and was like, oh, this is not good. And I was like, oh, you are very popular. Also, I have an update. And this is the update. I thought you guys would like this. So this is cool. Uh, thank you. I was not expecting to be in Dilly in the Wild. I should also add I was a registered Democrat in Baltimore. This is from yesterday's email. That changed today. You are 100% spot on getting our votes. FYI, my demographics, I'm in my mid-50s. My son will be 18 this year, able to vote. He is sharing the shit out of the Dilly show. He learned of it over hearing me watching. Go get them kids too. Stop the indoctrination. Thank you again. You rock. So this is Trump 2024 plan. And it does not matter what rhino Republicans think. Oh, like it. You're alienating me because you're willing to go talk to other voters who aren't the same as me. Fuck you. This is what we're doing. How ambitious is Trump 2024? We're going to go fucking get Democrats to vote for Donald J. Trump. That's how ambitious it is. It's so ambitious that we are committed to saving America, not just one half of America. The ambition is we are going to save the whole fucking thing. And the only way you save the whole fucking thing is by going and speaking to people where they are, not where you think they should be. You go to them and you say, I give a fuck about you and you need to tell me what the fuck is wrong with you so I can figure out how to tell my boss, Donnie J, to solve it. This is the new plan. This is the only plan. To hell with bipartisan bullshit arguing. It's fucking useless. It doesn't work. It gridlocks Congress. It fucks up the community. It makes everybody hate each other. Fuck that. What we're doing now, we're going to go snatch all of the people who love America, regardless of how they're registered to vote, and we're going to get them to join us on the Trump train to make America great again. That's the plan. And anybody who has a problem with that plan can go fuck themselves. And I, I agree. I'm 100% on board with this. And this is exactly what the kind of results you can expect. You end up with an 18, uh, rather, you end up with a 50, mid-50s Democrat converting to a Republican and then red-pilling her 18-year-old son 
who is now red-pilling his friends. This is how you create momentum, real momentum. So yes, honey, you're on Billy in the Wild for the second day in a row because you wrote a second worthy uh, email that was really awesome. And welcome to the Trump train. I hope you enjoy it. All right, so something uh, shitty happened. This is a very, it's a very sad day. An iconic brand is now gone. And uh, it's actually kind of low-key sad because mismanagement killed it. It shouldn't have went under. If I'm being honest, these two brands had such foundational um, branding that there's no way they should have closed their doors. No, no way. This is mismanagement all day long. It's, uh, it's sad. I, I don't know what the story is here. I think if, you, if somebody had a vision in, the, in the, the money, they could go in and save it easily. You guys ready to see something? This is crazy. Because when you say the name, like, listen, it's very hard in America to create branding that the moment the words are uttered, everybody knows what the brand and result is. You understand? It's shocking. And, and it, that, the value in that is super expensive, okay? It takes decades to achieve that. Don't believe me, look. Jenny Craig to shut, shut its doors, uh, according to NBC, Weight Watchers is next. How did you fuck this up, Jenny Craig? How did you fuck this up, Weight Watchers? Nobody, I don't have to explain either of these brands to anybody watching this show right now. That in itself should have kept you open as a multi-billion dollar organization. It is inexplicable that Jenny Craig didn't know how to go the distance as weight loss and weight uh, you know, in, in, in fitness becomes more and more popular. Yeah, so Trev says it got too expensive to pr uh, produce and supply issues, and that's what I'm saying. They made a bad decision. The route they went, they could have started changing their business model, neither of which could do it, and they didn't know how to recover and they didn't know how to maneuver. And now two brands with some of the easiest to recognize name recognition are gone. That's what's so stunning about this is the value in your company was never your shitty food products. The value in your company uh, later on uh, after years of, of branding was the name. You could do anything. You could have pivoted to anything with both of these. Oprah bought Weight Watchers and then she ran it, ran it into the ground. So Oprah bought Weight Watchers and ran it straight into the ground. Isn't that crazy? Like, all they had to do was make some tweaks. They could have just tweaked, and it would have, it would have worked. <laughs> you know what they should have done? Trev and, and uh, Phantom are on the right path on this. You, what you do is you, you sell them. You buy, it's buy two meals, get the third free. And the third one is an empty box because your fat ass needs to skip a meal. You understand? That's that's what have been the fucking genius marketing. Buy two, get the third free. Like, oh my god, I bought ten meals and I got fifteen this week. Did you really? Yeah, five empty boxes because fat as fuck. Skip a lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not gonna starve, dude. Yeah, it's there. You go. Here's your breakfast. Oh my god, I can't wait to see what lunch is. Lunch is you fucking skip this. Drink more water, fatty. That's what it's just a note. Drink more water, fatty, and then you get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it would have worked. Yeah, it would have fucking worked. Just, it would have worked. I love all these ideas. Trevor says unlimited dessert with empty pie boxes, but like the smell of the pie in there, right? 
Like you put the smell in there. They're like, oh, that was meringue. I know that was meringue. <sighs> yeah, fatty's eating boxes and shit. I'm just telling you, dude. It's fucking. How do you screw up Jenny Craig or, or Weight Watchers? Just change the business model. The name is super valuable. These people are so fucking stupid. It's like, like, how do they not figure out like Sears or something, right? It's like, there's so many of these brands that do, once you have a legendary brand name, to be able to modify and maneuver that business to survive any economic environment is easy. Sears is just synonymous with fucking tools and appliances. Great. How do you pivot and make that a more affordable and financially lucrative endeavor? It's not that complicated, but they all stick to the same shit because they're stupid and old and want to just, they're lazy. They're like, I want to keep making money the way we used to. It's like, dude, you're denying reality though. Reality is shifting right in front of you. Reality is shifting right in front of you. It's, it's right there. And fucking just anyway, I should buy Jenny Craig and then re I'll have, I'm going to put, uh, I'll put, I'll put uh, phantom shadow as the uh, CFO. Right. And then I'll put Trev as the CEO. And away we go. And then we just convert it totally. It just becomes ultra, ultra, all like our foundation for the new Jenny Craig. Now that I'm going to buy it for pennies on the dollar, our foundation will be predicated on fat shaming. This is what we will do. My guys are going to come in. We're going to fire everybody. And then we're just going to start fat shaming the fuck out of the first, you know, 2000 people that sign up. And we'll, maybe we'll fat meme them. What do you guys think? We just start making super painful. We like in order, when you sign up, you automatically get a meme made about you. Like, is this a good idea? Like, you sign up and then you take a photo. Like, <laughs> like for day one, and then your photo. We then that goes up to our CEO, Magical Trevor, who then fat shames you via meme, and then we put it onto the internet. Like your face as a customer now goes mainstream so everybody knows and then they all laugh and then collectively the, the country will laugh at you until you fucking lose the weight and then phantom shadow will be the one who's in charge of our beautifully well constructed empty food boxes that you're not going to be able to eat right or like we'll send out tiny boxes Ooh, i got a better idea because most people struggle with portion control phantom will send them high quality durable and reusable this is a fucking eco-friendly company. We will send out small empty boxes. And then what that empty box signifies is your fucking portion control. So if you're having meatloaf, you smush as much meatloaf as you can into our little fucking tiny box. And that's it. That's what you get, fat ass. You eat whatever you can fit in that box. And it can be as whatever you want. You want ice cream? Great. Here's your fucking little ice cream box, bitch. Eat your ice cream. And that everything comes from the little box. This is what all we're doing is teaching portion control with extreme shame. It'll work. Fuck teaching you how to eat the right foods. Just stop eating so much goddamn food and we can solve this problem. You know what I'm saying? I got news for you, dude. If you eat a thousand calories worth of ice cream a day, you're still going to lose weight. I know it's crazy. If you don't eat anything else, you're just like, I'm on the ice cream diet. And you're like, okay, how the fuck does that work? You're like, I eat a thousand calories worth of ice cream every single day. Well, what else do you eat? That's it. How are you doing? I've lost 40 pounds. How the hell is this possible? Because a thousand calories is a thousand fucking calories. That's how. Yeah, this is a genius idea, you guys. We just fucking send them in empty boxes and you just go, put whatever the fuck you want in this little shitty box 
and this is your meal three times a day, whatever you can fit in this box. I guarantee you people will lose weight. They'll be like, this is amazing. And we'll charge them something obscenely cheap, like 14 bucks a month. I'm on a diet for $14 a month. I've lost like 80 pounds. Like, how'd you fucking do that? Like, I don't know. It's this magic box and I'm a retard. And I just fucking cram my carrots and broccoli and my chicken into it. And then I eat it and I lose weight. <laughs> I'm telling you, it'll work. It's, it's, it's a great idea. I know. You never want to tell people the truth of how things work, though. You're like, like, how do I lose weight? You're like, the law of thermodynamics. You're like, what? You're like, yeah, it's pretty simple. It's called a law because it applies to everybody. I don't understand what you mean. Well, the law of thermodynamics says if we fucking take in fewer calories than we fucking put out, we will lose weight. So if I take in 1,000 and I burn 2,000 a day, <laughs> the law states I will lose weight. Fuck me incredible anyway i think it's solid branding i think it's solid branding i cannot wait to be the new jenny craig oh dude it's perfect too because being trans is all the rage right now i'm the new jenny craig i'm not gonna put a wig on or anything or rouge but just call me jenny craig once i open my company i can get you results okay that's enough i'm gonna kill that joke i'll run that joke square into the ground we're only on the first news story. Hogman must be thrilled. One news story in, he's just like, my God, already had a news story 30 minutes into the show. You're welcome, Hogman. That was for you. Yeah, it's for you. There you go, Jenny Craig. Yeah, it's perfect. I'm Jenny Craig. I'm going to send you your empty boxes to ref so you know how much to eat. It's easy. It's very easy. Okay. So I saw this headline, and I kind of was like, I was a little skeptical. I don't know if this is actually the real photo. You know, everything in the news is fake now, right? So a photo, I'm like, oh my God, that's exciting. But then I started thinking about it. I'm like, I bet that's not even real. So the headline on the, uh, on the show, you know, because clickbait and everything, like World War III is here. I know, I'm a dick. It's, World War III is not really actually here. It's on deck. It's like right there. But everything in America and around the globe right now is kind of retarded. So even your World War III would be retarded. It'd be all like, and it, it wouldn't be like a good World War III. It'd be like a, we can't do anything right. Include fucking things up. We can't even fuck things up correctly. Like when they fucked things up correctly back in the 1930s, it was proper fucked up. Like fucking Hitler, atomic bombs in the 40s, right? Like that's like a proper fucking up. Like whatever they tell you, that generation went hard. It was like, hey, we're going to have us a good old dust up. It's like, oh, really? How are we going to do that? I, I think I'm going to fucking bomb 130,000 Japanese people in fucking Hiroshima. How about that, bitch? Like, that's pretty fucked up. Okay. Now, everything is so gay and fucking fake. You never know. You're just going to end up with like some like, they're like, oh, it's World War Three. They're like, there'll be a bunch of fucking transgenders throwing rocks at each other. It'll be fake. And then they'll, they'll digitally add in people to make it look more exciting. It'll be ridiculous. Anywho. Vlad Putin survives assassination attempt by Ukrainian drone. Now, I don't know what this picture is. Is that the drone? Did they actually go and bomb a place that Vlad was at? Did they actually make it past all of the defenses in Russia? Is this real? I saw them practicing on some poor fishermen yesterday in Ukraine. I don't know if you guys saw that video. I think Lauren Eve had posted it. It was seriously disgusting. It's just a guy. He's like, I'm fishing. Leave me alone. And... 
The Ukrainians were like, nah, fuck you. They bombed the shit out of him, blew him up completely into pieces. And they have video of it. It's terrible. They zoom in on his face. He's like, I'm not a threat. He's like trying to wave off the thing. He's got his like tackle box and shit. And the Ukrainians are like, nah, fuck you. Boom, blew him up. So that's how they handled the poor fishermen. But this, I don't know. Is it a real picture? Is any of this real? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I believe any of this stuff. I just think, I assume everything is horseshit right out the gate. Now, this by itself does not lead to World War III, right? A shitty drone attempt on Vlad Putin is not how you kick off World War III. How you kick off World War III is a shitty drone attempt on Vlad Putin that pisses him off and leads the Russian uh, leadership to say, it's time to launch missile attack on Zelensky's residence after Putin targeted. All right. I'm not going to say what I want to say because I feel like I could probably end up in some trouble. I'm just saying I'm going to keep an eye on this story if Russia does in fact decide to target Zelensky's residence. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say I'm leaning any which way. I'm not going to say I'm going to laugh. I'm just going to say I'm interested to see if the Russians will follow through. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Because I feel like Russia probably is going to have better accuracy than Ukraine did. So I'm not going to, that's just it. That's all I got to say is I just think that maybe there, it could be, it might be funny. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's funny. It could be though. I don't, I'm not, I'm not reading the future right now. I don't predict things like whether it'd be funny if Zelensky, you know, was taking a dump and gets a Russian missile up his ass. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it could, like it could be depending. <laughs> God, I can't, there's, okay, guys, let's think about this. On your hierarchy of, like, things that you think are important, like, honest to God, how low is Russia and Ukraine's conflict? This thing's been going on for 14, 15 months now, and I still can't muster a fuck. I don't care. I, I don't even care, kind of. I can't even pretend to care. I keep trying, dude. I'm really, I do. I want to give a fuck. You know, like, I've seen videos of things that make me want to give a fuck. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe the Ukraine and Russia war has poor branding. Maybe it's just bad branding. You guys haven't done a good job of marketing the shit out of this war. It's been very, it's almost like it's not even happening. And as an American, it, there's not a lot of entertainment value there. I don't have characters I can relate to, especially once the ghost of Kiev was discovered to be a total fraud. Like that was disappointing. I was really looking forward to having a, like, a hero, but I didn't even get to root for that person because he was fake. So I'm just trying to like, I'm like, you need to sell us something like we need a, you don't got like a badass sniper or something you can tell us about every day. We wake up and we're like, he got two more. It worked for enemies at the gates. It was a great movie. It worked. It worked for him. I just, it's bad branding of a war. It's like no one gives a shit. You know, we need to like, I don't know. You got to like divert people there that matter so that people will care. You know what I'm saying? Like, Okay, like, I don't know when the World Cup is, right? Or the Olympics, but let's say that you have like a team going to either of these big events. Maybe you just have them take a detour through Ukraine during this conflict. And so that way, in case something happens, the world can be like, oh, we give a fuck about them. That's the Jamaican bobsled team. That's horrible. They got blown up by a drone in Ukraine by the Russians. And this is... Now we all give a fuck because, look, there's, that's not right. Jamaican bobsled team got their bus wheel blown off or something. No? <laughs> it's just such a shitty fucking sell, sales pitch. I just I can't. I'm like, 
don't know. I don't know. It's kind of annoying. I'm being super honest. Like, yeah, we all know it. We're all thinking the same thing. We don't even have good letters coming out of that thing. Where the fuck are the letters? You know, every good war has some letters getting out. Of there. They're like, oh, I'm fucking scared and I'm tired. And I haven't eaten in three weeks. And I, my best friend lost his elbow in this war. It's been fucking hell. We don't even got good letters. Like, where's the letters at? Are they, it's because they're not English? Where, where is the letters? And where are all the Ukrainian refugees, okay? Like, look, I got news for you. Ukraine is known for having insanely hot women. Where the fuck are our hot Ukrainian refugees that should be like entering every town in USA? And they're like, oh my God. And it's like the Ukrainian swim team. And they're like, hey guys, we're so scared. And then there's a bunch of Americans with their flags, their Ukraine flags. And they're like, come home with me. You're never going to have to fucking feed yourself again. It's going to be okay. We don't even have that. Where's the kids? Where's the little Ukrainian kids? My neighborhood doesn't have any Ukrainian kids right now. There should be fucking tons of these little kids running around my neighborhood. They just got here from the Donbass region or some shit. Like, nobody's marketing this. It's nobody's marketing this. We should have, I should have at least, at least three Ukrainian refugees at my house, along with maybe like four or five Ukrainian children running around my neighborhood. Because I care. But you didn't market them to me. No one even offered like these people. You okay? Wait, we have one person who met a Ukraine girl, just one. That's what I'm saying, though. I'm just—it's bad marketing. There's nothing. We got no sales pitch here, and also it's really hard to try and sell people on the idea. Like Ukraine was basically part of Russia for like fucking ever, and then it's not. And then they're like, "We want it back," and they're like, "Oh no, that's totally like a sovereign place." It's like I guess kinda, not really. I don't know, dude. Whatever. I know, I know, I know. Dilly, you're being way too fucking indifferent about World War III. And I know it's serious, and I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just being honest about what the public perception is. The public perception is, stop giving, us our, giving them our fucking tax dollars. We don't care. Right? Like, that's the truth, is we aren't pro or against the Ukraine war. We're just tired of giving them all our fucking money. I don't know, dude. What, what can I say? I'm ignorant. I don't care. I do comedy. Deal with it. This is how I deal with things. <laughs> okay. This story, I will not, I will not be playing the sads music because it's not appropriate and I've already explained why I don't do it with kids because this one sucks. Beloved 15-year-old Australian student, Balin Menzies, dies suddenly in his sleep. And so I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to play it. Uh, 15 years old, dies in his sleep. Not normal. That's not normal. I didn't click the rest of the article because I didn't want to get depressed. And I'm not going to play the music because I don't know if that's what it was. I'm just saying, that sucked. It was a terrible headline. I saw this poor kid and I was like, ah, you, you know, you see some children and they got like a, a glow. They're right. They're like, and then this kid passed away. And I don't know if it was due to anything that they're forcing people to do down there in Australia or not. I just know it sucked. Okay. Now, I'm not saying any of these are connected because I can't definitively make that connection. I can't, all right? The only thing I can tell you is they all have certain things in common based on the things that we know, right? Like this one. Really? Jamie Foxx remains hospitalized as friends urge prayer for Jamie. 
His was a heart issue. In case you forgot about Jamie Foxx, he is only in his, what, early 50s and was a very healthy person. Doesn't mean what it might you think it means, but I'm saying it might mean what you think it means, okay? Yeah, so this is normal. Um, and also, as you'll notice, there's something, you know, you'll see a theme here. We got a 15-year-old dying in his sleep. We got a 52, 53-year-old actor who's in phenomenal shape having a heart challenge. Okay? And then you got a 32-year-old Olympic medalist. Now, this one, they, they absolutely revealed nothing about. So as far as, this could be a fucking car accident and I don't know, okay? This could be a car accident and I'm completely unaware because they did not disclose shit. But anytime they don't disclose something, I assume it's this, right? Like if it's car accident, they say gold, you know, medalist, Tory Bowie passed from a car accident, single car accident on Monday night. But they didn't say what the cause of death was, but that they're very devastated, which implies they didn't see it coming. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, we're going with the odds here, and the odds are that this probably means the thing that we're all thinking. Sudden adult death syndrome, which just started post-COVID when people started taking the death jab. Just saying. Just saying. I don't want that music playing over me. Hold on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. Not me. I'm fine. Don't worry. I'm fine. Totally fine. Hey, how is everybody? I didn't check in on my friends over on Rumble yet. Are you guys good on Rumble? I didn't check on you guys. I'm sorry. Let me go check on you. How are my Rumblers doing? Oh, hey, Rumble. Hi. Rumble has me hidden? Again? Fuck. I knew. I know I'm dealing with an issue on Rumble, and I'm about to call. I'm going to call Rumble. I have a phone number. I have a, a, an employee over there I can talk to. I'm going to have to call somebody. You guys got trolls over on Rumble? They're hiding me on Rumble? Rumble has me hidden? No, you weren't hidden for me. It only shows under Brendan Dilly. Son of a bitch. You know what, though? At least we're up to 10,300 uh, subscribers now. Followers, that's cool. We're making progress. Okay, so some, some people think it's fine. Okay, all right, that's cool. You guys nuked all the trolls? Thank you. All right. Well, I'm glad to see you guys, Rumble. Nice to meet. Nice, nice to see all of you hanging out. I see DLive's having a good day as well. That's cool. That's cool. Just clicking around here. I got to check on everybody. I always do. I do that at some point in the show. I'm like, I got to check on all the peeps. Okay. Hi, Cloud Hub. Hello. Hope you guys are doing good. What the fuck that is? Hold on. I got to see my YouTubers. How are my YouTubes? How are the YouTubers doing over there? Oh, good. Hey, what's up, YouTube? You guys doing good? You fucking behaving yourselves? Good to hear. All right. Good talk. God, I'm getting a fucking headache. I can't tell if it's the hat or what. It might be the hat. It might be the hat. Dude, I can't tell. The fucking wind is kicking up really bad. But then sometimes, the, depending on the hat I'm wearing, some of them are a little too tight. We'll switch to this one. That'll feel better, I think. That feels a little better. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else do I got here? Mm. 
Okay, we got a lot of fun stuff still. Like, fun. For example, we actually finally, they're starting to promo the, uh, they're starting to promo the debates with Donnie J. Now, I like this for a couple of reasons. Number one, I like when they use unique marketing for what should be a very straightforward promotion, right? It's a debate for the Republican uh, ticket, and, you know, here's the people. But I love when you get to do something unique with a very benign event. And no one does unique with benign events better than C3P memes. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, no. <laughs> that is ominous as fuck. <laughs> See, 3 beam dude, I love you, bro. That shit was fire. That is absolutely fire. Fire! Want to see the opposite of fire and laugh your asses off? Here's the opposite of fire. <laughs> I don't love it. No, there's about 16 there I've already done in for you. And a lot more of that. Another 20 or so. I'm going to be going to Oh, shit. What the fuck are you doing? Time I got to the Senate 720 years ago. No fucking way. Hey, no fucking way. The most common price of gas in America is $3.39. Down from over $5 when I took office. You think you're dealing with a fucking idiot? I'm going to be investing $100 billion. I think I go day after tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. Fucking guy. Gas prices are down a dollar sixty gallon. They're going to come down further from the peak, and inflation is coming down. Take-home pay for workers has gone up over the past several months. We got more to do, but I'm telling you, the Biden economic plan is working because you all. Okay, I read a report. I can tell if somebody's bullshitting me or not. You think I'm an idiot? And I know uh, some of you are even uh, seeing whether or not you uh, qualify or whatever. You have them anyway. Won't go into it, but uh, this is such a crock of shit. If the future of labor was in the future, fuck. What the fuck? The humankind. Thank you for tolerance, listening to me. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> fuck. See, I'm never gonna be Rush Limbaugh. I'm so screwed. You know, like, I see this window, like, my whole life, I'm like, oh, there's the window, Brendan, like, just step through the window, dude, just go, and other people can do it, right? They're like, oh, like, I can see it, it's right there, I'm like, oh, you just step through it, you get rid of the cursing, you fucking throw on a tie once in a while, you start being smart for the fucking audience, right? Like, it's right there, it's like, dude, and he passed on, boom, guy's gone, okay? Just fucking step in and fill the shoes, you're smart, you know things, and I'm just like... Oh, I'm so close to it. Like, okay, well, hold on. What is this audience like? What are the people that watch Rush Limbaugh like? And I'm like, like, oh, this? Cadillac grills, Cadillac mills. Check out the oil my Cadillac spills. Matter of fact, candy paint Cadillac kills. So check out the hoes my Cadillac fills. 20-inch wide, 20-inch high. Oh, don't you like my 20-inch ride? 20-inch thighs make 20-inch eyes. 
pies Hoping for American 20-inch pies All my players in the house that can buy the bar On a 20-inch rim with the candy bar If you're a peer, then you know you don't love them bowls When you get on the blow All the women in the house, if you chasing cash And you got some big with a mattress With your five-five boots or your open toes When you get on the blow yeah, see, like, then you do that. And it's like, well, Brendan, why would you do that? I'm like, because I like it. <laughs> like, like, this is the, this is like the, the, it's the hardest thing ever, right? It's like, all of your hopes and dreams are right there. And then I'm like, but what you like to do is right here, right? It's like, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to give up what I like to do. I like to tell jokes and be myself because it's way less stressful doing a show when you don't worry about what you might say. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so it's so difficult to go on a broadcast and be like, okay, don't say the thing, don't say... You know what I mean? Like, they're saying... Like, you guys understand, like, my interviews with me, I'm so well-behaved, dude. I'm so proud of myself. All these interviews. Mr. Dilly, what do you think of this? Oh, how do you feel about that? Well, let me... I'll tell you what I think. You know, in my brain, like, you guys hear, Rob DeSantis can't beat Donald Trump because of this, 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 this. That's what you hear, right? Right? You in... You all hear it out in the public, Right? The interviewers listening to it. Oh, this is great content. This guy's he's charismatic. He's funny. He's got, oh, these are great, succinct points. He's a little long-winded, but we appreciate that. Okay, he's, oh, wow, that's a good point. Yeah, this is going to be fire on our podcast, right? And then while all of that's happening, okay, while all of that's happening, in my head, I'm just like, don't call Casey a cunt. <laughs> like, that's the whole thing over and over again. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I was like citing fucking polling, and I'm like, da, 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 da. but in my brain, I'm just like, don't say cunt. Don't call Casey a cunt. They'll get super upset. Like that's, and that's so stressful because I'm like, ah, and I'm like, yeah, the, the polling is bad, and also his wife's a cunt. I mean, I'm not a cunt. Not a cunt. I didn't say cunt on your show. I'm really sorry. And then you're like, whole shit is ruined because you just fucking you can't drop the c bomb about anybody. You're like, even you can't even call cunts cunt anymore in America, or you get canceled. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's bad enough if you call a woman who's not a cunt a cunt. You're like, oh, you're a cunt. She's like, no, I'm not. And you're like, oh, fuck. And everybody agrees that she's not, and then you're canceled. But you can't even be like, hey, everybody, what do you guys think of this lady? And they're like, I don't know. I wish there was a word to describe her. And they're like, how about cunt? And they're like, well, that would, but we have to cancel you now. You know what I mean? Because then you're just like, fuck. Like, you can't say the truth to anybody, or they fucking cancel you. You know, your own side fucking freaks out. They're like, ooh, back away, back away, get away from Dilly. We don't know what he's gonna say. He's gonna say. He's going to be funny, and we don't like that. That doesn't jive with 2023. 2023 does not accept comedy, right? Yeah, anyway. That's why I don't do interviews so much, because it's stressful. I don't need that. Yeah, it's just like, I'm like, I'm like, don't say it. God damn it, Trevor, that fucking video still never uploaded, bro. I got one of them, though. I got fucking one of them. Trevor, I swear to God, I got one of them. I saved both, dude. Fucking hand over heart. One of them still ain't here. I don't know what the hell is going on with this thing. I'm not sure what's going on. Like, watch. Like, this video, and this is shocking, okay? This is, this is shocking, and it tells you the stress that people are under working for Joe Biden. Magical Trevor got the fucking video and the audio from Earpiece Guy in this latest endeavor. It's horrible. I can't imagine. This guy needs a pay raise. Damn, Joe, you're ordered. Oh, do you want to go? You want to go? Yeah. You want to go? Let's go. Come on. Come up here to the booth. Get your ass up here. Let's take care of this now. Yeah, I'm in your ear now, but I'm about to be all up in that ass. Come here. Come on, old man. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Come on, you big pussy. Let's go. <laughs> See, now that's funny. Uh, 
Oh, Magical Trevor, you're ridiculous. Do you guys know we did a show last night and I accidentally blocked the co-host? I, I booted him from the room. I, I just, hold on. So we're going to try this for the last time. I've been trying to get a certain meme onto the set three days in a row now, and it will not fucking, okay, there it is. Now, where the fuck was the other one? I swear to God, I'm going to have like a meltdown. Okay, well, there it is. There's one. Something's going on. We're going to solve this. I bet I know what it is. I think I know what it is. I think I fucking know what it is. We're going to solve it. I got it now, though. I got the video. I've been trying to play this thing since fucking Monday. Okay? It's Wednesday. Can you believe this shit? You guys like... I know. Can you believe earpiece guy, the duress he's under? Trev, when was our first earpiece guy? What was... Was it 2021? Early 2021? It was right after Joe got in, I think, right? We started the joke that someone was telling Joe what to do. Trev immediately took the joke and was like, yeah, here's the guy. Like, I've got the guy. And then I ran with it. I'm like, hey, dude, this we got an insider named Earpiece Guy. It was his first day as president. There you fucking go. In case you wanted the receipts on how long other shows have been stealing our content, there it is. Right? And so, uh, yeah, we've been doing that one for a minute. I actually banned him last night, though. He was, <laughs> we were doing Twitter spaces. And his fucking audio went down and it was like, oh, Trev says remove him as a co-host and then he'll re-log back in. I'm like, okay. And I did the thing. You guys want to see what I did? So, you know when you're like, okay, so Twitter spaces is fucking wonky as hell, right? And so I was, so the so you do the drop down and it says remove speaker, right? Remove co-host. And then below that, it says remove you know, magical Trevor from this, this, uh, spaces. And so I pressed remove co-host and the fucking app didn't respond. Right. And I'm talking to you guys. I'm like, and I got my shit. So I pressed the button and it did nothing. And he's still sitting there and it's frozen. Right. And I press it again. It doesn't do nothing, but now I'm getting agitated because I'm having to talk into the fucking device that I'm trying to fucking do shit on. So then I'm like, I press it a third time to remove co-host. Nothing. So I started getting fucking mad and I was like this. I was talking to you guys. I was like, and I was like, and I wasn't looking where I was fucking smashing my finger and then it, it banned him. <laughs> and then when he tried to get back in, he couldn't get back into the stream and he had to log in under a different account. But I was so mad. I was like, uh-huh, you're a fucking piece of shit. You fucking work. And uh, this is why I'm a total pro. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a pro. All right, this is professional broadcast about things. All right, I do have that other meme that I'm going to play here in a minute. Not right now. In a minute. Also, shout out to Devil Dog for that absolutely hysterical fucking meme. That thing is so funny, bro. Um, I love it. Okay. <laughs> I have more news uh, that we have to cover. It's very important to our friend Hogman because that's really all he's about is, is covering news. Um, look, could I talk about more polling that came out yesterday that shows Meatball DeSantis getting crushed? Yes, I could. I could talk about that polling. But it would be the same as the, I, the polling I talked about yesterday and the day before that. Essentially, the meatball is in free fall, okay? I'm not sure if anybody didn't do any studies leading up to this uh, potential presidential run, but meatballs can't fly, and we're seeing that right now. All meatballs do when you drop them is fall and then roll away, okay? There is nothing else that happens to meatballs. It's getting so bad that even never-Trumpers on CNN are bodying meatball. As Joe Biden officially announces he will run for re-election in 2024, uh, the Republican Party wonders if anyone can beat Donald Trump for the nomination. Polling of Republican primary voters shows 
Uh, the former president is maintaining a double-digit lead. Larry Sabato is director of the Center for Politics at the University of Virginia. Uh, Larry, great to see you as always. Um, you know, Ron DeSantis has not officially announced. He's reportedly planning to launch his campaign in June. Uh, does he gain anything at this point by delaying? I suppose it might not be a bad idea after this dust up with Disney. Maybe to, maybe it might be a good idea to push things off a little bit. What, what do you think? Yeah, at this point, uh, delay is probably good for him. <clears throat> He's an example of a candidate who would have been better off hiding in Tallahassee and doing his job. Uh, his campaign so far has been a disaster, in part because people have gotten to know him. Before this, he was simply a concept for Republicans, a guy who won a Florida election in a landslide and turned a formerly uh, competitive state into an uncompetitive one. That was what they wanted to see. That was what they were hoping that he would do nationally. But they've learned a lot about him uh, that they don't like. And Larry, uh, you know, he is acting like a candidate. He just came back from a trip abroad to boost his global credentials. Uh, but what did you think of his reaction in Tokyo when uh, he was asked about lagging behind Trump in the polls? Let's just play this very short clip and get your reaction on the other side. Governor, a poll show you falling behind uh, Trump. Any thoughts on that? Guys, did not I'm, not, I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. What did you think of that response, Larry? Well, I'd like to think it was jet lag. Um, <clears throat> it was not very good, not very professional. Uh, and again, it just demonstrates that when you get out front and your name is not Donald Trump, uh, you may not look particularly good. The, the reports also out of the UK when, when DeSantis uh, went there prior to coming home were very critical of him. Uh, was unprepared, didn't give a good speech, didn't look people in the eye. The same things you hear domestically about him. Please clap. Never back down. Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Fuck! went on CNN and in a roundabout way called him low fucking energy. Called him low energy. Dude, I gotta, where's my wife? I'm being overrun right now. Hi, Bob. Come here, Bob. Oh my God. Yeah, I got over, your dog just. That your dog. Red just came in first. That was Bob, Red was with me. Red is who knocked the door open and oh. Bob followed him because he's an idiot. Sneaky fuck. Yes. I just had all the dogs parading in here, you guys. Like, literally, the door goes, foom, and I already know who it is. And Red, like, walks over, and he looks at me. And then, and then Red runs back out, and then Bob's like, doo -doo -doo -doo, and then I hear Rocco's little, doo -doo 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 -doo. Oh, my God. I'm about to go walk on my house. Okay, thank you, lovey. That's all. I'm just letting you know. Sorry. That's okay. Love you. Randy, you're so funny. What? This, 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 the, I gotta, I'm going to tell the story from last night, babe. What? Which one? I'll tell. Well, you're going to listen. It's the funny story. Everybody will love it. It's a funny story. It's, it's, yeah, the dog story. And we're going to do story time for it. All right, I got a good story for you guys. So 
Let, I might even have a photo of it. All right, this happened last night, and I was getting ready to go to bed. I was doing something. It was like it was later in the evening. I, I might have a photo. I got to see if I can find a photo of what I'm about to demonstrate. I feel like I showed you guys a picture the other day. It was from the inside of my house. Was it Monday? Do you guys remember which day I showed a picture of the inside of our house? I think it was Monday. Let me go up. I want to see if I can find this photo because it'll make it way funnier. Otherwise, I'm going to have to go. I'll just have to describe this story to you, which is fine. But I prefer taking, showing you the picture. Hold on. I don't think I have it in here. Do I have it in here? I don't even remember why I showed it. It was something. Maybe it was on Twitter. I bet that was what it was. It was so funny. Yeah, none of these are it. Okay, it must have been on Twitter. All right. Here's the deal. So, as you guys know, we got the puppy, right? Red is a uh, lab, and he's a maniac. And he was, uh, he's, he's a big boy now. He's like nine months old, ten months old, right? And um, he's getting big, right? He's like 70-something pounds already, and he's slowly getting taller. So, last night, I'm like, getting ready to go upstairs to see Rihanna about something. We're getting ready for bed or something. And I was like, and I, I look over and in our living room, he's 80 pounds now, excuse me. He's not even a year old. So I'm in the living room, but our living room has this wall with a pass through into the kitchen. Right. And it's like, it's a cute, like, you know, arch. And then there's like a there's a, a little fucking, there's two seats there, two chairs, high top chairs, right? You can sit there. So I look over because I heard something and I look over and then like my eyes are like, what the hell did I just see? Because on the other side of the arch is our, is our kitchen sink, right? But this has never happened before. This is why it was shocking. So I, I hear something and then I look over and there's a fucking Labrador dog face on the other side of the archway, right? It's like a, the cut through. Like I'm expecting to look and see all the way past that. And instead there's a Labrador face and he's at the sink looking at me. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck? Like, cause he's never gone on the counter before, right? The dog has never jumped up to look on the counter cause he was really short. He was a puppy. Well, he just discovered his legs and he's like, holy shit, I'm tall. Like I can do stuff. And so he's fucking up on the counter and he's looking at me through the past, through his stupid face. And he's like, <sighs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And I like did a double take. Cause I was like, wait, did I just see a dog staring at me? And by the time I looked back, he was gone. And then he came running around the corner. And I was like, dude, this son of a bitch has just discovered he can get onto counters to steal stuff. Right? So, cause Sir Robert's so big, he's so fucking tall. Bob can steal shit off the counter without jumping. Right? He's a great Pyrenees. His back is like this tall. So, he just fucking, and he'll grab food. But Red is a lot shorter, and he's like, huh, what's up, dude? I'm like, dude, you stealing food, you son of a bitch? So, yeah, it was really funny. That was my story about Red, because he's hilarious. So, uh, back to what we were just talking about, the Dilly Meme team, specifically California, grabbing that video of Meatball DeSantis being called jet lag. We are, we are now blaming, we are now blaming um, jet lag for why Meatball is uh, low energy. Dude, something's wrong with this guy. And again, I'm not being mean. There's something wrong with him. Uh, I also got a photograph over the weekend and he's walking. I'm not going to show it, but there's a photo 
of DeSantis walking during one of his trips abroad. And this is where I knew, I'm like, dude, something's up with this. Because so you guys look, we've been around, we can talk about it. He's walking with a group of people, right? It's like his entourage of fucking people. Dude, he's got earbuds in both ears. Do you know how weird that is? He's dressed like the governor, and he's got earbuds in both ears. And this is consistent with the story that I was told about him going to Congress and wearing earbuds the whole time and not talking to anybody. Is there a chance that DeSantis is on the spectrum? Because here's what we now know. We know he's got incredibly weird food mannerisms. We know he's got incredibly awkward social mannerisms. But there's something going there where when he's in groups of people and he can't handle the fucking, eh, he throws his earbuds in. I don't think it's his hard of hearing. I think he's on the spectrum. I think that's why he eats fucking pudding with his fingers. And I've been, t- I've been hearing these stories since he was in Congress. Like, I- I've been hearing these stories since he was in Congress. And now I'm starting to wonder, like, dude, is he on the spectrum? And that's why he, he you know, he's like a little bit mechanical. Because this, this, a lot of these stories came to me before we got into the whole DeSantis, we're going to go after him thing. I had started hearing these stories a while ago, and I was like, what? They're like, yeah, dude, he, would, he won't talk to people. He's extremely, like, fucking um, antisocial. There's, there are a number of, of congressmen that are like, dude, I worked next to him. There are staffers that said they've never had a conversation with him, and they worked for him for years. Can you imagine, dude? Do you guys want to be like really inappropriate? I could do. There's only one. There's only one meme. Actually, not one. I, that's not one. I don't even know if I can say the joke out loud. You know what you guys do? Do you guys know what you do with this joke? <laughs> you you put him. You you merge. You do a face swap with him and Fetterman. <laughs> you start. We slowly. We slow. We slowly got to merge. Fetterman to DeSantis. He's Florida's, he's the Flor- Florida Fetterman. That's what he is. That's, he's Florida's Fetterman. He's just a little fucking, and you're like, wait a minute, something's going on here. Is that what we, <laughs> it wrong. Thank you, Rihanna. <laughs> is it, do we slowly start, he's going to show up in basketball shorts? What do you guys think? Is that why, I don't know, maybe. Something's going on there. I don't know what the whole thing is. Someone called him Fletterman. <laughs> Fletterman, you guys are going to hell. <laughs> oh, not Fletterman, you guys are going to hell. <laughs> that was mean. I'm a, that's not a joke that I subscribe to. I don't. <laughs> uh, Mike says it meat. <laughs> it meat. <laughs> uh, give him a neck lump ramble. I sort of got rambled. Don't, don't. Okay, maybe. Maybe you could do it. Go for it. He, I'm just saying there's something there, and they're not talking about it. And I'm tired of people not talking about it. Like, okay, in a totally serious, non-jokey sense, do we as American voters have a right to know if a candidate for higher office is on the spectrum? Like, why does that get to be the thing we don't know about? Like, shouldn't I know if, not because I'm going to judge you, but like, I should be able to know the whole of the person. Should we, should we, are we entitled as voters to know if somebody is on the spectrum? Yes or no? I don't feel like I need to know your sexuality. That doesn't really have any bearing on anything you're doing. 
But if you're going to be in charge of nuclear codes, shouldn't I be able to know? If something, if you have something going on with you that affects how you think, how you problem solve, how you respond to conflict, should I or should I not know that you're on the spectrum? Some people are saying no. I'm, I, it's a legitimate question. Should I be, should I be able to have that, that knowledge so that I'm able to make an informed decision with my vote? I don't have a problem with it. I think that's a big thing. It's like, I'm not asking if, it's, if you should be a polit... Do I think you should be able to run for any office you want regardless of, of whether you're on the spectrum? Yes. Unequivocally, yes. People on the spectrum run some of the biggest companies in this country, okay? So I'm not worried about that. I, I have no judgment of that. I'm asking, should we be able to have access to that knowledge so that some of our... Because the thing is, like, shouldn't we have context around some of our, our elected leadership so that we understand what they're saying more? Like, if, if, there, if, if there's a rational explanation for why he is the way he is, shouldn't that be disclosed so that I have a better understanding as a voter? It, it feels like it's a yes. Because we're not talking about anything. I feel like anything below here, I don't need to know about. If you have one fucking arm or you have a club toe, I don't need to know about that. You got a micro penis, not my business. I, don't, I feel like anything below this is not my business. But from fucking here to here, I should be able to know. Like, especially what's going on in here. You got a fucking glass eye. I, you know, I'm not going to judge. Maybe you got a little fuck hole like Crenshaw. I'm not going to judge. But inside of the brain, do I, I, sh I feel like I should have access to that. It just seems like it's a reasonable thing. Like, hey, I really want to vote for you. But someone's asking me, would I tell people I'm autistic? You're asking the wrong person because I tell people everything, right? It's not, that's not the point. If you are going to run for higher office where you're responsible with the lives of hundreds of millions of people, do those hundreds of millions of people have a right to know the state of your mind? How is that even controversial? I don't have the right to know. Like if you have a, a, an issue, maybe not particularly that one, but if you have an issue that could potentially be uh, something that uh, our enemies are able to leverage, wouldn't, shouldn't I be able to know that before I decide to put you into the highest office in the land? Just like we should have known that Joe Biden, if he has early onset dementia, shouldn't we have known that? Like, this is what I'm trying to get at. And, and if you can't handle the public scrutiny that comes with that, hey, you know, I'm fucking Rob DeSantis. And yes, I am on the spectrum and I've got some challenges. Isn't that part of being an elected official? Like, isn't that part of the whole thing? No? I, th I feel like if you're going to try and be the, the leader of the free world, you should absolutely be fucking scrutinized like no one's business. If you're going to be like a normal person in the private sector, fuck everybody. It's none of your business. That's how I feel about that. If you're in the private sector and you build a company, if you're Elon Musk, you don't need to tell anybody shit. You could be full-blown fucking, you know, mentally retarded and you wouldn't have, you know, it's no one's business. That's my opinion. <clears throat> but once you enter into the government, you're in the public, you're in that public sphere where other public, you know, taxes are being paid to pay your salary and your decisions are affecting everybody. Your medical is relevant. Shouldn't all of the medical uh, involving mental acuity be, uh, you know, revealed for Supreme Court? Like, you guys don't think the Supreme Court should have to disclose 
if their members are starting to have Alzheimer's issues? Really? I just think that if you're going to choose to lead a nation, you got to check every box, and that includes mental acumen. Doesn't matter. Like, you, it's not, that's not my problem. You got to own that. Like, if we're going to scrutinize somebody's grades in fucking high school in order for them to become president, how the hell can we not scrutinize their, their mental, any, any potential strengths or weaknesses that they've got? Just my thought. Anyway. Anyway, if you want to see the difference between a leader and a pussy, I've got a video. It's true. Governor Mike DeForest with WKMG Orlando. Floridians love their government in the sunshine laws. Um, although I don't think it's heading to your desk, it probably could, the bill to shield the governor's travel records. Why? Explain to Floridians why that is important to you. Well, I, it's not necessarily something that, that I uh, uh, came up with. I think the issue is, is, you know, with the security situation, how you do patterns of movements if you're somebody that is targeted, which unfortunately I am, and I get a lot of threats, um, that, that that could be something that could be helpful for people that, that may not want to do good things. And so I think that's the, that's the insight of it. I think that's the law, uh, judgment of law enforcement, that uh, movements of a protectee uh, is a little bit different than what you're doing in kind of the normal course of, of, of government activity. And so, you know, some people can agree with that, some people uh, are not, but I think it's, it's motivated by a security concern. Yikes. Well, mental challenge or not, whatever issues he may or may not have, the one that we can all agree on, he's a giant pussy. That one's not up for debate. It's, he's a giant, a giant pussy, and we all know it. And he tells us every single day in so many words. And now the latest weird thing with this guy is he has decided it's a good idea to hide all of his travel records and how it's being done. Nobody to date knows who is paying for DeSantis's world tour. It has not been disclosed at all. Nobody knows who is paying for it. Is it the voters? Is it the taxpayers? Is it, uh, is it a donor? Is it out of his own pocket? Is it his publisher? As of right now, nobody knows who is paying for this. There's no idea. We don't know. And now there's a law on the books preventing the taxpayer from knowing who is funding their governor's travel expenses? They just hid his travel. All that shit is hidden now. Oh, this is really, really MAGA devil dog. Really devil dog. Great. Hey, nobody laugh at this. Nobody laugh at Rob and Casey. This was taken uh, just a short while ago as he's returned to Florida. This is not, that's not appropriate. That's not funny. That's not that is not funny. That is that that is obviously somebody else. Those are two. Those are different people. This is not. Nobody laugh at this. This is uh, look. I love my meme team. Most of the time they get it right. Sometimes we cross lines. That is not. Listen. That is Rob has hair. Okay, and Casey doesn't even like the color yellow. Okay, Casey does not like yellow. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on. This is. Casey's boobs aren't that big either. Yeah, no. 
Now, this is, this is a totally different body. She's not that tan either. So she's got a smaller frame, a smaller, more petite body that's much, much less tan, and she doesn't like the color yellow. This is, what, what do you mean? You can't, no, this is, this is not, that's, that's Fetterman, isn't it? You're, you're messing with me. <laughs> Eat meatball! <laughs> oh, that's not, uh, that's, uh, that's not nice. Yeah, you, were, you know, that's, that's, I'm glad we could talk about that. We could all discuss how absolutely inappropriate that, that ridiculous photo is. Hey, Devil Dog, post that shit and see if you get fucking community notes on it. Hey, hey, drop that one under Casey, bro. She'll lose her shit. She'll be like calling Twitter like a Karen to get you fucking suspended. If MAGA Devil Dog literally drops that under Casey right now, she's going to fucking, sh she's going to shit, dude. You should, here's what you do, Devil Dog. Listen to me. I'm going to walk you through how to do this, bro. I'm about to give up a trade secret. You guys ready? All right, Devil Dog, you get that fucking picture ready. No, no, don't do it yet, bro. Just listen to me, okay? Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to Casey DeSantis' fucking Twitter page. And what you do is you turn on bell notifications for her account. And you have that picture just ready to roll, dude. And then you turn on, like, notifications with the vibration. Dude, the very first time she tweets, if you get that notification and you drop that photo in the first fucking 30 seconds, I guarantee she will see it. And then the fucking FBI are going to be at your house. It'll be so funny, bro. They're going to be like, did you post this super? Are you suggesting that meatballs are retarded? I swear to you, that's how you do it. You, if you guys ever want to know how to effectively troll, I, I don't want like, giving away trade secrets, but this is how you actually do it. If there's ever a celebrity you want to get a, attention of, you put on the notification for that person and you, you have your tweet pre-written under drafts. This is how you actually do it. And then what happens is as soon as you get that notification, they're like, so-and-so, Casey DeSantis has just said, and you fucking whoop, you open the thing, you go to drafts, you fucking whoop, you send, you attach the photo, bam. And if you reply in that first 20 seconds, it is a 100% guarantee that the fucking person you're trying to troll is going to see that picture. Okay, that's how you actually do it. That's, that's like super high-level trolling, though. Like, most people don't have... A commitment to that but if you do commit to it it's fucking funny and it works like it works like a charm you'll, you'll get the attention of everybody you're trying to fuck with but anyway that's <laughs> that's that's not nice you know what we're gonna soften it up a bit because we we are not about just being mean to people we're about positive things too we're about uplifting one another and nobody has been better at uplifting people for the last 40 years than donald j trump So beyond that, in terms of reaching out and being inclusive, he's done that too. Uh, and created for many people a comfort zone when I ran for the presidency uh, in 84 and 88. And many others uh, thought it was either laughable or something to avoid. He came to our business meeting here in New York because he has this sense of the curious and a will to rest to make things better. And so aside from all of, of his style uh, and his um, pizzazz, he's a serious person who is an effective builder of building for the build of people. Last year he was a part of our workshop, of our panel workshop on what are the challenges and opportunities. And so this, a year later, Donald Trump, uh, for a few minutes, challenges and opportunities.
to embrace the underserved communities. Donald Trump. Well, it is an honor to be here, and uh, I was with Jesse last year, and we had a lot of fun, and it was a little different. We had a real panel where you asked questions and everything, and we didn't do so much speaking, so I'm going to get off here very quickly, because I want to hear some questions. Um, Jesse started off by saying, most of the wealth in this country is in the hands of a few. Myself, is that a bad thing? <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that, Jesse? But he did have an expression last year, and I loved, I was just telling Roger, he had an expression last year, the wall on wall must fall. And you haven't used it today, and I'm very disappointed in this, Jesse, because I thought it was a great expression. And I heard the expression about 14 times, and then he came to me at the end of the session, and he said, listen, I want some office space in your building on Wall Street, because the wall on wall will fall. And I said, it's okay, Jesse, I'll make a good deal with you. I'll get you some space. You'll pay about $40 a foot. And he said, no, no, no. I don't want to pay 40. He said, how about 30? No. It was the cheapest deal I ever made in the history of 40 Wall Street. Is that right? He got it for nothing. He's a very tough negotiator. We know that, right? Nah, he's a terrific guy. We love him, and I'm here for him. And the snow came, and I said, gee, nobody's going to show up, and look at this place. It's packed. I do want to say a couple of things. First of all, where's Percy? Oh, okay. I thought you left Percy. That would have been terrible. I get up and you leave. I would have been insulted. <laughs> but, you know, he's been a special friend of mine for 25 years for a long time. And Percy was the borough president of Manhattan when I was really starting out. And he helped me so much on the Commodore Hotel, which he mentioned before, which became the Grand Hyatt and so many other things, and he is really, and I listened to him speak, and I said to Roger and Roy, listen to those tones, listen to that voice. Have you heard that before, by the way? What a beautiful tone, and what a beautiful man. And we love him. You really were a big help to me right at the beginning, and I really appreciate it, and you've done some great jobs. So I just want to sort of acknowledge that. Now another couple, I'm sitting here with this man, Roy, if you want to borrow money, well, with him, you have to pay it back. That's, one, that's the best. But if you want to borrow money on Wall Street, you go see Roy. Because there's nobody like him at Goldman Sachs. And if you do want to run for president, you see this guy. You're 3-0. and And when he left Bush, you know what happened to Bush's last campaign, folks. It wasn't very pretty. And now we have President Clinton, who's coming tonight. And I guess you like President Clinton very much, right, Jesse? Huh? Stand up and say it, Jesse. <laughs> Well, i just say a few words. I mean, Wall Street and New York City and this whole region is doing unbelievably well. Uh, I'm building a job on the west side, which is the largest job ever approved by the New York City Planning Commission. You see it going up along the west side highway. It's almost 10 million square feet. It's 18 buildings, and it's really going to be something. Uh, we're building a building that you probably heard of recently. It's the tallest residential tower anywhere in the world. It's 90 stories. Uh, people aren't happy about the fact that I'm building a 90-story building in New York City, but it's an as-of-right, it's called an as-of-right building, meaning you can do it by zoning, and it's going to be truly magnificent, right directly across from the United Nations. Uh, we just bought the General Motors building. We just completed Trump International Hotel and Tower, which just yesterday got the mobile five-star award. Only four in the country got it 
for it's whatever it is and it's been uh, it's been a tremendous success we're doing a lot of other things and i will tell you a large percentage of the people and especially in construction that are building these great jobs are black and minorities and i'm very proud of it we have uh close to 25 percent and i think the number's going up and they do a great job there are no better builders than we have in new york and a big percentage of that is black and minority folks so I just want to thank everybody in the room for being here. I look forward to some questions. And then I don't know how we're ever going to leave this building today because if you look outside, it is terrible. But we'll figure a way. There's always a way. And thank you. And thank you, Jesse. And congratulations. California hitting a home run with that one. They don't want you to see that. They don't want to see Jesse Jackson waxing poetic about Donald Trump for two straight minutes before introducing him. They don't want you to see that. They don't want you to hear Jesse Jackson telling you about President Trump's, uh, you know, his humanitarian efforts, his seriousness about solving problems and specifically dealing with the black and minority communities. They don't want you to know that. They don't want you to know that. They do, do, they do not want you to know that. And also never forget that Jesse Jackson was a fan of this fucking guy before he endorsed Donald Trump. Never forget that either. Jesse Jackson was retweeting my shit back in 2016 because he loved my self-help development stuff. He loved all my quotes. And he followed me on Twitter and he started retweeting my shit. And then a few weeks later, when he found out that I was a Trump supporter, he bailed. Never forget that either. Okay, just saying, like, there's a lot of these fucking people. They've done the same thing. And he was a big fan. And then, whoop, whoop, where'd he go? What happened? All I did was endorse Trump. Well, I'll tell you why they're all freaking out about Donald Trump. There's a number of reasons, but we're going to get into them, some of them right now. One of them is this. We're going to take a look back at a story from a couple of weeks ago. It's a very important story because it's going to tie into the next story. The number one story is this. First story is this one out of Fortune. Reed Hoffman revealed as the backer of Trump's rape accuser, and now the court is investigating who really, uh, who's really funding the lawsuit. So Reed Hoffman, for those who don't know, is the multi-billionaire founder of LinkedIn. And for some reason, Reed Hoffman has been after Donald Trump for years, very angry. And he's been, he's the one who's been giving the money for all the attorney fees for E. Jean Carroll. Why would Reed Hoffman, why would they ever do this? Why would Reed Hoffman go after Donald Trump? We don't know until, well, today. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, oh. LinkedIn billionaire Reed Hoffman visited Jeffrey Epstein's private island and planned to visit New York City mansion. So, a guy with direct ties and, tr and, and uh, verified trips to Petto Island on the Lolita Express and who had intended to go to the mansion in New York City uh, is trying to grind an axe into Donald Trump for something. Are we seeing the uh, deal here? Reed Hoffman funding the fucking false allegations against Donald Trump. Reed Hoffman confirmed 
visitor of Epstein's Pedo Island. You see in the little, now you see. Kid fuckers are trying to stop Trump. The end. Why would Reed Hoffman do this? Uh, well, really? Pedo Island visitor? Creeper? They all hate President Trump because he stopped business. He blunted their business and then arrested their fucking hero. Now, you might think, okay, President Trump destroying the child trafficking industry for four straight years and also getting rid of the number one child trafficker in the world, you'd say that's probably why they're really mad at him. And if you're Donald Trump, you say, if you think you were mad then, hold my beer, because I'm not done. For many years, tuition costs at colleges and universities have been exploding. And I mean absolutely exploding. While academics have been obsessed with indoctrinating America's youth, the time has come to reclaim our once great educational institutions from the radical left, and we will do that. Our secret weapon will be the college accreditation system. It's called accreditation for a reason. The accreditors are supposed to ensure that schools are not ripping off students and taxpayers, but they have failed totally. When I return to the White House, I will fire the radical left accreditors that have allowed our colleges to become dominated by Marxist maniacs and lunatics. We will then accept applications for new accreditors who will impose real standards on colleges once again and once and for all. These standards will include defending the American tradition and Western civilization, protecting free speech, eliminating wasteful administrative positions that drive up costs incredibly, removing all Marxist diversity, equity, and inclusion bureaucrats, offering options for accelerated and low-cost degrees, providing meaningful job placement and career services, and implementing college entrance and exit exams to prove that students are actually learning and getting their money's worth. Furthermore, I will direct the Department of Justice to pursue federal civil rights cases against schools that continue to engage in racial discrimination and schools that persist in Explicit, unlawful discrimination under the guise of equity will not only have their endowments taxed, but through budget reconciliation, I will advance a measure to have them fined up to the entire amount of their endowment. Damn! A portion of the seized funds will then be used as restitution for victims of these illegal and unjust policies, policies that hurt our country so badly. Colleges have gotten hundreds of billions of dollars from hardworking taxpayers, and now we are going to get this anti-American insanity out of our institutions once and for all. We are going to have real education in America. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, when I tell you that that is a shot across the bow, that is like... Here's how we're going to do this. Um, I'm going to go after the accreditation system. And then what we're going to do, I mean, he's literally saying, I'm going to remove your accreditation so your college is worth nothing. Your degrees are worth nothing. And then in order to essentially uh, 
compensate all the victims of your scam, your fraud. I'm going to snatch your endowments, which are in the billions, and divide it among the people you defrauded at your university. Bro. <laughs> Bro. There is not a lot of shit in this country that elite cunts hold dear and sacred, okay? You need to understand this. Even sometimes their own children. But when I tell you that a lot of these geriatric elite cunts view their scholarships and their graduation, their degrees from some of these universities as like the ultimate, I'm a Harvard man, I'm a Yale graduate. That shit means a lot to them. And Donnie J's like, yeah, I'm going to snatch your entire shit, remove the accreditations, and then fucking give the money uh, as restitution to all the people you fucking defrauded. It is, it is quite literally one of the biggest fuck yous to the elites in this country you'll ever see. Because there's a lot, like that, what, for average people, right? Like, what do I care, right? I didn't go to fucking Ivy League school. I don't have a degree. I don't give a fuck. So for me, this means nothing. And your average person who didn't go to one of these Ivy League expensive-ass schools, they're like, okay, whatever. But this will be at every level. And more importantly, we know who is, dude, Epstein has ties to these motherfuckers, Harvard, Yale. You got a whole bunch of this shit. And when you go in and you go, I'm going to snatch your money and you can't do shit. I'm going to seize it. And I'm going to remove your accreditation. Removing accreditation kills any chance of future enrollment Snatching the endowment means you're bankrupt within a year. You follow? You're, gone. you're done. You're now, you went from I'm Yale to you're fucking closed. That's what you are. And it leaves only one option to comply with the new accrediting system by removing all Marxist bullshit immediately before you lose all of your money and your students. There's not a lot of times that I'll tell you something's a kill shot. That's a kill shot. That is a kill shot to woke bullshit at higher education. It is one of the most aggressive uh, and ambitious steps you could take to seize back control of higher education. To that, I say this. Good job. Fuck them. Absolutely fuck them. Perfect. If you didn't love Trump before, I don't know how you couldn't. I don't know how you don't love him after this. Like, okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, I can't tell you who to hire. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. But I can remove your accreditations and get a new accrediting. Like, wait, what? Did he just, yeah, he circumvented the shit out of you. No accreditation, degree worth nothing, no students, no endowment, no business. You don't got to go home, but you got to get the fuck out of here. That's about the most Trumpian shit I've ever seen. They should have listened to him on Jimmy Fallon. How would your coworkers' peers describe you? As somebody who never gives up. We never give up. We can never give up. I warned you. Never. He literally warned you. All you had to do was listen to that interview. Okay, note to self, Donald Trump never gives up. How do we get rid of this guy? I don't know, but he never is going to give up, so we should probably just negotiate with him. What do we do to get, deal with this Donald Trump situation? I don't know. He's not going to give up. Maybe we should settle. What? He's not going to give up. Well, you, maybe he will if we, uh, we try and indict him on some bullshit. He won't give up. What if we slander him? He won't give up. What if we sue him? He's not going to give up. What if we say he raped 
a bunch of little old ladies back in the 90s. He's not going to give up. Okay, but what if we go after his friends and family? Won't give up. He's not going to give up. What if we betray him repeatedly with people he's endorsed just to try and demoralize him? He's not going to give up. What if we, we get into the banking sector and we try to get all these banks to call his note due so he's under extreme duress and stress to refinance? He won't give up. He's not going to give up. <laughs> it's not going to work. You can make fun of him. You can slander him. You can call him different names. You can fucking mischaracterize him. You can attack everything and everyone around him, everything he's ever loved and built. I'm not giving him up. He's not giving up. He's not giving up. That's it. That's Donald Trump. That's it. You just got to... He's not going to give up. He's not going to go away. And because of that, neither are we. It's true. All right, last story of the day. And this one is a fun one. Elon Musk. We're going to blast through this really quickly because you're going to laugh. This fucking guy. He makes me laugh, dude. He's funny as hell. Here we go. You guys ready? <clears throat> According to Engadget, Twitter owner Elon Musk has reportedly emailed an NPR reporter to ask if the organization is returning to the website and to suggest that the company could reassign its account if it doesn't. According to NPR, Musk sent one of its reporters an unprompted email that reads, so is NPR going to start posting on Twitter again or should we reassign NPR to another company? If you'll recall, the organization quit Twitter in April after being labeled as a state-affiliated media along with state-run outlets such as China's Xinjiang News <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> China's Xinjiang News Agency and Russia's RT. Don't worry, the story's not over. There's more here. This is so fun. Gotta love a good Elon Musk story. Don't worry, we haven't got to the punchline yet. Just keep chilling. Here we go. Before NBC, NBR, uh, NPR decided to ditch Twitter altogether, the social network changed the label to government-funded media after being called out. However... NPR said the updated label is still inaccurate and misleading as it's a private nonprofit company with editorial independence. The label also prompted PBS to leave the website. Twitter ultimately decided to remove the government-funded media label entirely, even from state-run outlets, but neither NPR or PBS has returned to the website. Here it comes. We're almost to the punchline. So he wants to take the NPR uh, account back from them. Musk's surprise email turned into an exchange with the executive, wherein he reportedly wrote in one of his responses, quote, NPR isn't tagged as government funded anymore, so what's the beef? And when asked who would be taking over the NPR account on Twitter, he replied, National Pumpkin Radio, end quote, along with a couple of emoji. <laughs> we reached out to Twitter for a statement, but the company doesn't have a communications team anymore. Bruh, he's threatening to change NPR to the National Pumpkin Radio account. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's really fucking funny. That's like the biggest fuck you to these all super powerful institutions. And he's just like, okay. All right, here, here's how this is going to go then, assholes. Dude, Elon Musk, everybody. That's just a funny story. I saw that story. I thought it was brilliant. And uh, it really, that one got me. That's a funny-ass story. That's a story. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Oh. Oh, my God. All right, I'm done. It's a long, it's a long, it's a hump day. I'm, I'm exhausted. I love you guys. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly. And I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.